And Thomas. And Giovanni is missing because he's Giovanni who is missing. But anyway. we're recording for yeah, him, but so. We're, yeah, so he's welcome. Um, anyways, so whatever you're doing, it's time yeah. to listen to our podcast, whether you like it or not. Atonement. I'm so sorry. Yeah, atonement. <laughs> Don't so, be sorry, oh, oh, okay. I'm not sorry, I'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week we are focusing on chapter 10 through 14. Yep. What chapters these are. These are, this is big movement, big moments. These are the sauces, this is these are the sausage of, yeah, chapters. Yeah, these are the sausage chapters. This is kind of when the story gets real. Yeah, it kind of seems like the uh, pinnacle so far of what's going yeah, on. I would say in the climax, it's smart. Yeah. Okay, um, so let's let's dive in. Uh, chapter 10. Um, well, this one, okay, I have to say, I we are seeing a deeper side of Bryony that I don't want to see. Like, yeah, she's, she's like weird, the, dude. She's, she's creepy. Something is, when I was nine, I was not doing that, okay? I, <laughs> I thought I was a control freak and stuff, but she is like literally, like she's like she is bipolar like literally constantly changes her mind like i know that's like throwing terms out there i don't know though to me she seems like pretty like she seemed pretty stringent about her opinion because as soon as she saw all right well okay first we have to talk about what actually happened in chapter 10 so we can like actually talk about what it means so in chapter 10, Threeter finds out Brianny read, read uh, Robbie's letter. Which is like a no-no. Like, yeah, well, big mean, old no-no letter. letter. Yeah, yeah, that's a no-no letter. <laughs> and, then, um, and then Cecilia thinks like, or not Cecilia, uh, Brianny thinks, wow, like I'm really getting involved in all this like saucy adult stuff. And then, to, I know, I have to point out there, yeah, like she, before she talks to Ola, she's like, Oh my god, like, I'm an adult, like, I know what I'm doing, and, like, she, like, proceeds to write, like, literally a long paragraph about the C word, okay, like, so she, like, she's excited by this, like, she is like, oh my god, like, this is, like, adulting, but then... When she sees Lola, and what happens to Lola? Yeah, she gets like attacked. I say with the yeah, yeah, like it's. So we obviously know that the twins didn't do it. After reading all of chapter ten through fourteen, you find out that it was not the twins. But they will they like hint that it wasn't. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. And also, I'd like to point out, you can kind of tell in Chapter 10, because she's already, like, after Bryony, like, becomes a little gossip queen, and, like, becomes best friends with Lola, she, like, tells her her whole life story, and she pretty much says, like, Robbie is, like, like, did this. And then all of a sudden, Lola just, like, flips the script and is, like... Robbie's an attacker, straight up, just like Robbie is like. This yeah, is not she antagonizes the heck out of him, like yeah, she, super hard. Exactly, like she's in a fragile state. Like you don't talk to someone about this in a fragile state, especially when they've just been attacked. So, yeah. but I think that kind of like like foreshadows that like she was actually attacked, but she's trying to like. Save someone else, and I think that might be the big sister card playing right now because, like, she, yeah, she exactly. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, this also, you know, we kind of find out that, like, so she has like scratches on her, and she had burn marks, said with quotations, yeah, because, um, you know, it's crazy. Anyways, so chapter eleven, what goes on? How's it go down? Well, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot to chapter 10. Like, 
Like, Brini, like, she's, like, after she reads the letter, she's like, wow, like, is this, I don't know, she's just, like, really weird about the whole, like, She's bipolar. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, I love adulting. Like, it's amazing. And then all of a sudden. And then she feels like weird. I don't know. It's just super hard to put my finger on it. Well, it's like. It's like, as opinionated as she is, she's still nine years old and easy to convince. Like, after yeah. Lola is like, oh, she's, he's an attacker, he's an attacker. She, like, all of a sudden is like, oh my god, like, he's an attacker. Like, I need to save my sister. Like, and it's ironic because, like, she thinks, she's like, wow, I'm, I'm really getting involved in all this, like, really, like, crazy adult stuff, right? But then, every like every single conclusion that she that she pulls from from everything she's finding out is like is just super immature. So just off the bat, she she antagonizes Robbie. What? But then, what happened? I'm sorry. Oh, is your thing not working? <gasps> Miss McGinnis, the recording stopped. How do, how do I save? Okay, save. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna stop real quick just to get Ava on her feet. Sorry, we sidetracked. Let's go to chapter 11. Okay, Ava's back on her feet. Yes, chapter I am 11 here. Back and I am zooming. Okay. <laughs> okay, alright. So the dinner is just like the most awkward thing. No one's saying anything. Well, not only that, but it's like extremely hot. And like they're gonna get so drunk, like they can't drink wine. Oh, yeah. They're forced to drink wine. Like it's just like it's a setting up for like such a bad time. Like don't get me wrong, like everyone likes to have a good time, you know what I mean? But my point is, is that like it's already awkward, and like there's nothing going on with it. Oh. Yeah. So like to me, that whole dinner scene where everyone's like, everybody's just super awkward. No one's saying anything. Paul's like trying to like, she's like, oh, how's the weather, blah, blah, blah. He's just being like creepy and then, man status. Yeah, yeah, just like, how's the weather, blah, 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 and then Robbie's, Robbie responds, and then uh, obviously Bryony thinks that Robbie is like, kind of like throwing a slight at the twins, and then she lashes out on, uh, on Robbie, but then... Well, I would Emily. Wait, pause. I just want to say there's a lot of slashing out. Like Brian, what's mostly have to do with Brianie though. Brianie like slashes out at the twins. Yeah, I was about to get Robbie. to that. Yeah, and so I think just in all, they all have like such tension. Like Cecilia and Robbie are like super tense because of like their heated scene in the library where they like you know. So yeah. oh yeah, side note. They, yeah, that's yeah, later. That's later though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. But then like. So everybody's really tense, and there's just conversation trying to be pushed here, and then obviously Brainy lashes out on Robbie, and then Robbie, Robbie like he doesn't really know what to do, and then Emily Tallis forces Brainy to apologize to him, and he she does it, but she does it very reluctantly, and then like. They just yeah, like an every nine-year-old would. If I told my little brothers to be like to apologize when they're trying to like do something right, to be like, like you know, they'd be so yeah. sassy. I mean, I don't, I don't. Play but I think, I think this whole scenario is kind of foreshadowing for like chapters, probably. Well, the end of the second half of chapter eleven, all the way to chapter fourteen, because basically what's happening is there's this whole there's dinner going on, and the twins are there, and. Midway through the chapter, they just leave the envelope in the jacket and then they leave. 
uh, in the envelope just said that they ran away. But the thing was, like, that whole dinner is foreshadowing this whole entire huge incident happening because everybody's. Huh? Oh yeah, they didn't eat. There was eat. like no eating. There was no chat. Like it was just. Or at least it wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So. Well, it was obviously not mentioned for a reason. Yeah. And so also. Which is what I'm talking about. Like the, none of no one's getting along. Yeah. Which is the whole. That's the whole point. Like these next few chapters are just. That dinner was kind of like a spark to a fire where everybody's, everybody's just against the other person. So two side notes. One, while Robbie and Marshall are talking, he points out that like he has a scratch, and like that's kind of like, oh, well we found out that Lola has a scratch, and like why would yeah. Marshall all of a sudden have a scratch on his face after we know what happened in the prior chapters? Like we know that man fantasized then, like, about wrong things. I forget who, but someone someone wonders like how come. Uh, Paul Marshall, knowing that Lola had an injury like that, didn't say anything earlier. So it's also like more suspicious that Paul would know about that and then and, didn't say anything. And not only that, but the fact that he had to jump into the story to make it yeah. seem right. Yeah. That's what's really confusing. And like we think it's burn marks in chapter 10 and we soon to find out that it's actually bruise marks, which yeah. obviously is a sign of assault. And like no little boys are going to actually cause that much harm. So, you know, you can t already tell like it's a sketchy situation. You know what I mean? It makes no sense whatsoever. And then... Um, Brini like lashing out on on Robbie is kind of that's the thing that's like the biggest to me that's the biggest event that reflects the rest of the chapters because Robbie is the only one that's innocent there like if you really think about it Robbie is one of the only people who are innocent at the dinner table he's just like he he's just in love with Cecilia and he's just handling it wrong that's all that's wrong with him but then Paul is like a creep Brini is she thinks she's like way smarter than she is and Greenie lashes out at the only innocent kid. Meanwhile, you know the only the innocent is? kid it just like stands there and takes it, which I think is like that's yeah. exact foreshadowing what happens you in the next few chapters. Never be the innocent person. Yeah, well, you, know, <laughs> you just have to stand up no. for yourself. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and then, uh, like. Oh, another side comment. Why did the twins not jump in in this in the middle of this? Like, because they just—I feel like they just didn't want to have anything to do with like the I mean, family. They were, yeah, they got lashed out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but like still. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I would think, like, me being a little kid, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, I would, like, I would have no filter. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not, I'm gonna just stand back, like a Robbie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just found that a little suspicious and kind of confusing, to be honest. Um, but then, like, so then midway through this, I think this is before the twins leave, Robbie has a flashback to what happened in the past few chapters. Where, um, where Brini ran off with a letter and disappeared into the house. But then uh, Robbie goes inside the house, starts talking to Cecilia, finds out Cecilia actually likes him back, and they ended up banging inside the library. So, oh, that's... You I mean, could say making love, like, banging. It was a lot more sensual <laughs> okay. than that. It was a lot more <laughs> sensual than that. Um, <laughs> Why does it keep stopping? It's fine. We can just go off my recording. Yeah, sorry, Miss McGinnis. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
right. uh, Ava's Ava's thing uh, died again, so we're just gonna go it's off not my like recording. Even died. It just, like, stops. Yeah, it just stops recording. It really ruins my vibe. Anyways, um, um, where were we? Yeah, so oh, the banging. <laughs> yeah, banging versus... <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like, okay, so another thing I'd like to comment is, like, when they go off to go find the twins, because the twins have ran away, they've left this, like, letter that was awfully spelled, like, they, I don't know if that's just how they wrote back then, but it was, it was a typical nine-year-old letter, which is, yeah. like, everyone's mean to me, I hate everyone, I want to go home, bye. Also, I took some fruit, like, that was it. Anyways, so, no, no joke. Um, so with that in mind, um, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he points out that like he wants to either be with Cecilia to go look for them or he's just going to look on his own. Yeah. And I feel like that's an understandable way because he's not really close with any of them, but yet he is kind of close to Leon. Because, like, Leon has invited him in earlier oh, chapters. Oh, yeah, true. So why wouldn't he just go with Cecilia and Leon? That, to me, is a little confusing. I mean, I, I think that's all just, see. like... It's just, like, a dumb decision at, it's like, the worst time. Thing. Yeah, like... Yeah. Um, but then... Like... When the... Right when the kids leave... Um... Brini sees their socks, lashes out at Cecilia for giving the socks to the kids. No, he doesn't, she doesn't lash out at Cecilia, she lashes out at the kids for wearing Cecilia's socks. Oh, because no, no, she no. Doesn't realize. it's Brini's socks that they're wearing. Oh, I thought they were, wow, I got that yeah. so confused. I thought it was Cecilia's socks, and that Brini was trying to stand up for Cecilia. Okay, no, yeah, and that's why she, like, that's why she's mad at Cecilia's because she feels like she's betrayed by the only person she's protecting. Uh, yeah, so she's like, she's like, wow, my sister just, like, backstabbed me. Yeah, and she's like, she's, 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 like, majorly pissed, yeah. Never wear my socks, Thomas. Oh, back off. <laughs> um, but then, uh, like, uh, Oh, and then the flashback, the flashback Robbie had to the sex in the library reveals that Brini walked in on, Brini walked in on the sex, but like didn't really know what was going on. Well, she's nine. Yeah, exactly. I would hope she wouldn't know. Well, I think Brini's 15, though. Brini is not 15, is she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because she's right on that brink. I thought they were the same age for some reason. No, Lola's no. And I feel like that's why there was that envious, like... Oh, yeah, that's probably, like, half the reason, like, Brini is trying to get at Lola with them. Yeah, makes her feel inferior. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would give me a really goofy look. Um, if only you could see my face in the beginning. Uh, but then at the dinner table, uh, Brini kind of like hints. She like hints at what she could have seen at, at in the library, but then like right away, just Ro- I don't know. Robbie just like completely steers the conversation in the, in the other direction because the twins had just left so he talks about like oh wow the twins are like they're adapting pretty well like they're behaving well uh and then uh Brini's like well 
You're saying that they're acting great and all, but they attacked Lola. Like, look at all these scratches and stuff. And then that's when Paul Marshall steps in, and he's like, oh, I actually had to, like, drag both of those kids off of, um, off of Lola. But then, no one, I don't, it's, again, like, Paul's sense of power is also shown here because no one questions, like, Okay, if you saw if you saw them all fighting, how come you didn't do anything, or like how come you didn't say anything to like Emily Tallis, or tell Lola to talk to like somebody? Yeah, that's another. That's something I I added in my essay was you. It seems like in this time, like you never questioned a gentleman, but of course yeah, they or like a, just like a really rich person. Yeah, like yeah, you never well, did a that. the gentleman is considered a wealthy. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, he is a billionaire. Yeah, but of course they're gonna question Robbie, and not to mention Emily fantasizes about this creepy man getting with Cecilia. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying, like she's saying, oh, he's handsome, he's got money, you know, but he's boring. But she doesn't care about that. So she even really Cecilia or even Emily likes him, like. Yeah. So. so that's that's one thing. Another thing, um, I think he's tr obviously he's trying to cover up for himself. Mm -hmm. And also one thing that I found super creepy, and it's just like if someone like a stranger, like told me like it's okay to cry. I don't know. Like to me, it was kind of creepy. He was like, it's okay to cry. You know, like yeah. I like I get that. Like, but like. I don't know, like, you shouldn't, like, was it back then, like, you it's weren't just allowed like, to disagree? I think, I think that it was just kind of like, yeah, I think it was kind of like, um, I'm someone you can support on, but obviously he's not, like, he's the biggest creep. Oh, he's also the, the influencer. Yeah, and that's, like, that's the thing, like, the way Robbie is being treated is the way Paul should be treated, and vice versa. Exactly. So, so I think we need to, we need to speak stuff, we got 10 minutes. Okay, so chapter 12. Okay, so this is when we kind of found like big news, and that's that Jack Tallis, he's having an affair, yet Emily doesn't really care. Yeah. And it's obviously because A, she's already set up, you know what I mean? She's got it good, you know what I mean? She's got kids, she's got money. Oh, this she's huge got, house, this all huge this house. Yeah, she literally doesn't enough to parent her kids. Like, yeah. she just like literally lays in her bed. You know what I mean? But it is because of her migraines. But you, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. like, she still does have everything, you know? Exactly. So she is kind of like, you know, she gets the, the good treatment. And she even, like, remarks how she appreciates that he still acts like he's not having an affair. Yeah. And so that's why she wants to kind of keep it going like that. And, and anyways. Everyone starts looking for the twins. Yeah, so he pretty she pretty much like slips in like, oh by the way, the twins are missing. And like it's kind of like not fair because Emily's holding this hatred for her sister over the kids' heads, which obviously like isn't fair to them. But like it's understandable. I think like in reality, like a lot of us do that. Like we associate who we who people are associated with, we tend to treat them the, that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I do think that's a little unfair, but she does she ends up telling Jack and Jack's like, Okay, well we need to the police going on them, so they end up searching for and, um... They'll go yeah. in searching years, but she doesn't... I don't think she leaves. I think she stays. Um, and it's weird, like... She, uh... She thinks, like... She thinks, like, Jack kind of sees Robbie as, like... 
like a little project that he can like work on, you know, like a fixture upper. Oh yeah. And well, also that's all like revealed. Oh, he does have Leon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Pride and Prejudice. But like, he's also graduated and like also independent. So like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he could just want a son. Like. And not only that, Robbie has a soft story. You know what I mean? His dad left him when he was six, and like he doesn't have anyone, and like, he wants to be a doctor, and etc. etc. So. You know, it's just kind of like sad story, but um, anyway, so they go back to the dinner and they are uh, after the dinner. I'm sorry, they start looking for the twins. This is in chapter 13, and um, Bryony. Okay, so this is kind of like this is kind of a big chapter because Bryony sees these bushes and she's like, oh, what's going on over there? And she sees the bushes move and she realizes that they're people and yeah. that one re like runs away. Pretty much, the other one stays, which we think is Paul Marshall. Like, yeah. who else would it be? But then she wants to think is Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she has this gut feeling for him, and not only that, but I think uh, Brian sees uh, Robbie as. Someone's, this is chapter 13 already. Yes. Yeah. She, she, she sees Brian, or Brian sees Robbie as someone like a taking Cecilia away from her. Yeah. Which obviously creates another envious feeling. So it makes It's sense. also significant that that whole entire thing, like one bush ran away and one bush stayed and earlier she was, I think uh, through chapters one through four or five through nine, I forget. She was uh, slashing at the nettles, which kind of shows again, like, she doesn't want to have anything to do. Well, at first she didn't like Lola. Like, she doesn't actually like Lola. She's glad that, like, that Lola's vulnerability is showing because it, it kind of, yeah, it gives her, like, a sense of power. And obviously she hates Robbie, so she doesn't like either of the people involved, but she wants to, yeah. So, like, she's, like, really, she's messed up in the noggin. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, um, to kind of round this up, so anyways, so she pretty much convinces Lola like it's Robbie, she's like, just say it's Robbie, like you yeah. know it's Robbie. And then Lola says, no, like, I don't know, it might have not been. Yeah, because her eyes were closed, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I feel like it's just kind of weird, I mean, I've never been in a situation like that, thankfully, yeah. but I just feel like it wouldn't... I don't know, I feel like it wouldn't be so easy to, like, not, not see Not see, yeah. Like, maybe, like maybe somehow. not. Well, but I think, I think that's the thing. Like, I think Lola knows, but Lola's just very, like, Lola's very, like, hesitant to say anything. So that's why at first, like, she just goes with, yeah, it was Robbie. And she knows, no, it wasn't Robbie. Yeah. But, and then later she kind of goes, like, she gives into that gut feeling and says, like, I'm not sure. And obviously all that stuff happens. Exactly. But then in chapter 14. This is when things get heat up, yeah. crazy. Like, this is when you're like, what? The H-E double hockey sticks. You know what I mean? You're like... This is messed up because. Well, Robbie ends up getting arrested at the end of the chapter, but like everybody, everybody. What's interesting in this chapter is that everybody is at the house except for the twins and Robbie. You know, everyone's at the house already. Lo was brought back home, but then, um, Briony saw. Bryony saw Paul bedside to Lola after that whole incident, which like probably coming up with a story of what happened. Yeah, like 
Um, and then she's left to the police because she's like the, she's the only witness to Lola's uh, supposed rape. And then or Lola obviously, oh man, Brian Hill obviously loves this because she's at the center of attention. And then Cecilia is smoking cigarettes because she wants power. She she like wants control of the situation. Obviously, she can't get it, so she turns to cigarettes. Uh, and then Emily and Letter, Emily and Leon are shown the letter by Brienne. And then Brienne also shows the letter to the police. And then Emily blames it on Cecilia because she says, "If you didn't, if you showed me this letter earlier, we wouldn't be in this situation." And then obviously. Cecilia feels terrible about it, like pissed off at her mom. Uh, and then Jack tells his driver calls saying he can't make it home tonight. His car broke down, which kind of makes you think that he's like up to some other stuff. Like probably just doesn't want to deal with all the kids. Yeah, like he either might not want to deal with it. He could be meeting up with his mistress. Like who knows? And then uh, Robbie shows up the next morning with the twins. So he's the, like I said before, he's the only innocent one. And he, he's... Not only that, but him and Paul Marshall are the only ones that don't have eyewitnesses. Yeah. So, like, they're but the only two people... they're not going to question the gentleman. Yeah, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to question Paul. Because, and that's, I think that's, he was at the bedside probably to remove suspicion from himself, um, Paul. Because it only makes sense. Like, obviously, Robbie's out. So then, uh... You know what? I also like to point out that Brian, we see you know, an even deeper side of Brian. Like, Brian is so convinced that she's older than she is, and she, and she wants to, like, prove herself. So she, like, forces this story, and she's starting to even doubt that it's possible. Yeah, but then uh, Robbie shows up with the twins, gets arrested, and then Cecilia goes and talks to him, like, they have a private like, conversation. Yeah, like, they have a whole entire private conversation. I'm dying to know And why. it's kind of like, she's kind of, like, touching up on him and stuff, but it's not... It's not, like, sexual. It's like, yeah, it's like, love, she, like, actually us. loves him, yeah. Uh, and then, Grace Turner, uh, Robbie Turner's older, or not Robbie, older. It's her mom. mom yeah, Robbie's mom comes in the driveway and uh starts hitting him with an umbrella. Yeah, starts hitting the police because the police got out of the car trying to get her to move. Um but I think this whole situation just it's just like a big old fat like symbolism of irony because Robbie's the only one who's fair, innocent, but the way he's handling things is like bad. But then um uh, Paul is like a really bad person, but he's handling things really well, so he's getting away with everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of like how you shouldn't let people step on you, and you gotta learn how to act right, even if you're if you know you're right. Like exactly, you can't prove innocence exactly uh, very easily. Yep. Anyways, thanks for listening, Miss yeah, McGinnis. That's that. <laughs> Have fun with whatever you're doing and the rest of the other kids' podcasts. Peace out. They're not as good as us.